Welcome, everybody. We are two family members who sit on complete opposite sides of the political spectrum, and we are here to show you that it is not hopeless. Hi, everyone. Yep. Nope. Nothing came to mind. how I felt it. Hey, everyone. Me and my nephew, we don't see eye to eye. But instead of taking it out on each other and insulting each other through the social media world, we decided to pick up the phone and talk it out. In a world where it feels like we are getting farther and farther away from people who we disagree with politically, my aunt and I are trying something different. Divided? This is... Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I forgot this is... Okay, do it again. This, this is Divided, Divided We Call. call. Hi, Vaughn. Hi, Aunt Chris. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You'll have to clean this up already. Since we last recorded, we have had a chance to edit our first episode and listen back to our first episode and hear ourselves. And what did you think? Well, I thought I sounded way too proper, way too, I don't know, like I was acting. So I'm throwing that out the window. I'm going to talk the way I talk every day, and this is it. So how do you think you sound? I, it gave me a splitting headache <laughs> to hear myself Aww. talk for that long. However, when I listened back to the whole thing, I forgot it was me. And there were a lot of things that I said that I was really surprised at hearing back. I sounded a lot more conservative, like leaning in my answers than I was expecting I would. Wasn't that funny? Because when I was listening to my answers, I thought almost the same thing. Part of me was like, I want to change my answer to that one now. But then tomorrow, I could flip back and feel the same way. So I, I totally get what you're saying. I like to think that there's something good to come out of the other side of all this. Definitely. I, I, there's got to be something good coming out of the side of this because we can't keep going down the same path that we're going. I mean, we're going we're gonna to self-destruct yes. if we don't start talking. We are two family members who are on opposite sides of the political spectrum. Learning out loud on a podcast how to talk through these sort of issues with each other in a way that is approachable and realistic all at once with our goal of understanding each other better instead of writing the other person out of our life for issues that at the end of the day actually have very little to do with us in our relationship. Exactly. I mean, when you really think about it, how much does politics really play a role in your everyday life you get up you go to work you do what you do it's not like I wake up and go damn those democrats and those liberals how am I going to do my job today I wish I could say that I don't wake up and say damn those conservatives but I definitely do (laughs) (laughs) we wouldn't be having this podcast if I hadn't done some version of that so good can come of it too okay I agree with you though that actual politics when you boil it down to a day-to-day I'm fortunate enough in a way that a lot of it has not had a direct noticeable impact on my life. It just has a very big impact on sort of my mental state when I look at like the world in a bigger picture. And you know what? I feel the same way and I bet you that's how most people feel. Now, don't get me wrong. I think there's definitely fights worth fighting out there. But in the long run, I mean, every day to wake up and have this 
dark cloud hanging over you and making it either ruin your day, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it at all. And I can never shake off the feeling that we are defying the odds by having these conversations. And I have been loving it so far. How about you? Me too. I'm actually looking forward to it. Making the time for it. Yeah. Making the time for it. So uh, today's episode is defining our terms. We're going to review some very basic top line political vocabulary and what this is hopefully doing for us and for anyone listening is creating just a ground from which we will build our conversation from. Sounds like a plan. We're going to go through three sets of words, two words per set. I'm going off of the first definition that pops up on Google because we are living in the time that we're living in, which most human beings get their information off of a quick Google search or comparable search engine. So Google is where we're pulling them from. So don't hold a definition against us if you disagree. We're literally just reading them out today and then discussing them. Okay. All right. Our first set of words, we're going to talk about the definition of conservative and the definition of liberal. Sounds good. Starting with conservative, there are two top line definitions that come with this. Conservative, we're talking about it in the adjective sense. The definition is averse to change or innovation and holding traditional values. Now, before we discuss that, I'm going to go through the definition of liberal as far as being the first definition that comes up on Google. Willing to respect or accept behavior or opinions different from one's own, open to new ideas. So what is your first reaction to Google's top definitions of these words? Well, it just makes it sound like the conservative is stuck in the mud and the liberal is all about progressive and moving forward. Do you feel like as a person who identifies as conservative that liberal people are willing to respect or accept behavior or opinions different from No, I'm not even going to let you finish. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Not all. I mean, no. No, they don't. But neither is the conservatives. They're neither one of them. The word willing, accepting, those words aren't even used anymore. What do you think? Uh, I I definitely agree with you. I mean, these definitions just they feel extremely polar opposite. They feel very much like they were likely written by a liberal person. Mm -hmm. The fact that conservative begins with the word averse Mm -hmm. is already defining it by being other and opposite, not starting with what it is and then going there. I I find that interesting. Yeah, it sounds like already out the door, the conservative sounds negative and the liberal sounds positive. As someone who identifies more as liberal myself, willing to respect or accept behavior or opinions different from one's own, I instantly find that laughable. <laughs> I will, I'll say I don't feel like I respect or accept a lot of behaviors different from my own. I see that as problematic, but I straight up know that when I think politics, that is not the behavior that I exhibit. So I find that this definition, even just of a liberal, to be problematic. I would love this definition to be true of me. It's just not. <laughs> they're very interesting words. And, and unfortunately, you know what? This is probably what they're teaching in school. So it already has an influence at a young age. Let's try this then. You're someone who identifies as conservative. I'm someone who identifies as liberal. Why don't you take a stab at defining conservative just based on your experience? So is it bad? I mean, not that we don't 
we don't willingly go out there and accept all this change but what is wrong with traditions I do tend to like traditions I tend to not oppose change but I don't like to throw myself right into it so fast does that make sense if I'm hearing correctly it sounds like your definition of conservative when we're talking about the word politically it has something to do more with the speed of change in values it has less to do with the willingness to accept them so much as just seeming like you want more time to understand something but is that sort of what you're getting at yes i think what sums it up is the we the people i mean this is what conservatives think of i think they believe in individual rights i don't think that just because that's how they feel they oppose change i don't think they oppose change i just think it's the label that they oppose change they're slow to change they're not oppose change and i also feel conservatives try to find real solutions they're not that band-aid okay we have a problem let's put a band-aid on it it's okay we have a problem let's figure out a good solution to this not just patch it up on the liberal end i think that i would define liberal as a mindset willing to evolve based on how fast the world and the people in it change so people who are willing to move with new ideas relatively quickly people who are really eager to learn and try new things for the betterment of we the people to bring it kind of compare it to your term there yeah i mean i would agree with that I, i agree that they're they're eager to solve today's problems but i also think that in their eagerness they're not taking into account all people i think they have only a special group of people in mind when they when they are eager to solve problems. You're saying that a conservative is somebody who approaches change with caution, and I'm saying a liberal is someone who approaches change almost throwing caution to the wind. Exactly. There are many branches off of either of these words into various different directions, but I think just ideologically speaking, those are pretty clean, easy ways for me to understand the word. Conservative means I'm approaching it cautiously. Liberal means I'm approaching it because I'm eager to make a change. Correct. I think if we move forward with our use of these words in mind, I think we can have some really productive conversations using those words. Well, and think about it, Vaughn. Both of them, in their own way, are positive and negative. I mean, sometimes conservatives are a little too slow to make change, and sometimes liberals are too fast in making those change. I mean, we should have seen change with women's rights and discrimination happen much sooner okay I I agree with that but then there are other things where the changes are happening so fast that we're we're like wait a minute slow pump the brakes a little bit you don't even know how that's going to have an effect on this country I like that we're moving on to our second round of words democracy and republic and as we're talking about these words we're also going to be talking about the corresponding words of course just being democrat or republican so the definition of democracy as per its first definition that pops up on the Google search, a system of government by the whole population or all the eligible members of the state, typically through elected representatives. The definition of republic, a state in which supreme power is held by the people and their elected representatives and which has an elected or nominated president rather than a monarch. Well, they don't sound all that different, do they? I mean, they're both elected right it's hard for me to even hear the nuance there you go i mean are they that much different 
defines here they don't seem that different at all so i took it a step no. further and in a separate window what i opened was the google search of the question what is the difference between a republic and a democracy there we go <laughs> and so the major difference between a democracy and a republic is that a republic is a form of government whereas a democracy is an ideology that helps shape how a government is run put another way a republic is the system of government that allows a country to be democratic Interesting. What's interesting to me about this is like, why are these the damn words we use to define ourselves then if they both mean the same thing and they're supposed to work together as far as not even being a this or that? They're basically just two parts of a process. Exactly. I mean, think about it. You know, one likes small government and the other one likes maybe a little bigger government, but you're still electing those people into office as long as their election is... No fraud. Sorry, you could take it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm not taking that out. But yes, these, these definitions sound very similar and they sound like they're supposed to work together. I just think that over the course of years, hundreds of years, they've been slowly separating, just separating, separating. And to be honest with you, Vaughn, I really think it's about the people in power. Are their interests really the American people? When you're talking about conservative and liberal, you're talking about two clearly different things. They feel like balanced definitions. But when we talk about republic and democracy, these are not close to that as far as words go. They are so similar, but they're supposed to work together. On our last episode, when we got to the final question, which was, do you identify as a Democrat or Republican or an independent? I really balked at it because I was like, I have never felt comfortable defining myself as a Democrat. Am I liberal? Yes. But am I Democrat? I don't want to call myself something that I just don't fully understand. Right. And I, I tend to lean more towards the conservative. I mean, an independent, I could have went with that as well. I really could have. But I tend to lean more towards conservative. But because mm-hmm. that's just what it is. So then what word would you describe that would describe someone fully to the left and fully to the right? Liberal or conservative. Hmm. And I understand that the parties that we operate on are named Democrat and Republican. Like if I'm like, Aunt Kristen, you're Republican ass. Like, <laughs> am I saying your state in which a supreme power is held by people and their elected representatives and has an elected or nominated president, not a monarch? Like, I'm not saying, you know, like it doesn't. <laughs> right. I, I know exactly what you mean. And until they change the definition... It's going to just leave us just like this with more questions. Yeah. All right. Go well, figure. I'm, I'm glad we, we've hit a head scratcher here on these two expressions. They really help me understand that I, I struggle with these words a lot. And this is helping me more specifically understand why I struggle with, with these words more. Exactly. So we're not so much pointing the finger at each other and judging people by them. When they don't even really mean anything. No. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's go into our third set of words. Okay. We have right wing and we have left wing as far as they pertain to politics. So the definition of right wing, the conservative or reactionary section of a political party or system, the definition of left wing, the liberal, socialist or radical section of a political party or system. Radical. Like that word? Yeah, kind of. I, here, here's what else. I don't have such an averse reaction to these definitions as I did our previous two sets of definitions. To instantly say that a right wing is tied to a conservative section of a political party or system, that does make sense to me. Reactionary almost doesn't make sense to me in the sense that I think 
left wing is very reactionary. You're right. It almost contradicts it, doesn't it? It's almost like these definitions trade words that make them both, if you average them out, mean the exact same thing. I mean, obviously, liberal and conservative mean different things. <laughs> left wing included socialist. I wonder how many times the definition has changed or altered. And then radical, I just, radical doesn't mean anything to me here because if there's radical right wing and there's radical left wing, so the word radical, I sort of reject that in a definition for one and not the other. Well, I kind of scroll down. Actually, this might even be Wikipedia, okay? So generally, the left wing is characterized by an emphasis on ideas such as freedom, equality, fraternity, rights, progress, reform, and internationalism, while the right wing is characterized by an emphasis on notions such as authority, order, duty, tradition, reaction, and nationalism. Yours goes on to say freedom and equality and fraternity rights, progress, reform, and mine is authority and hierarchy and order and duty. Although it's not supposed to sound like there's a monarch, that right there tells me it does sound like we've just elected a monarch. Oh, gosh. You know what I mean? We don't want to launch in yet to how I feel about the most recent Republican presidential elected leader and monarchy, but... I do think that our definitions here are very murky. (laughs) They are. So to conclude on right wing and left wing, these definitions are just someone putting sets of words together. Right wing is associated with conservative. Left wing is associated with liberal. I get that. That's easy to wrap my head around. As soon as we get into words like reactionary or we get into words like radical, I just don't think that those are specific to either side of the spectrum. Okay, but I really wish we could touch base a little bit on... When you just said, oh, don't even get me started. Well, so yeah. So when you said those words in our conversations, those are not words I associate with with you and, and your political beliefs. Right, but you associate them with President Trump. Very much so, yes. Okay, but his job is to be an authority. His job is to run this country. But... If we can remember correctly, we also have checks and balances, which is why we have Congress, which checks his hand every once in a while. Otherwise, he would be a king. So what I never understood is people don't like President Trump because of his personality. They don't like him because of his hair, I guess, or the way he talks, the way he calls names. To me, it's all childish. He acts like a child. He does. He's rude. He's obnoxious. But when you look at his presidency and you look at how he ran this country, was there anything he really did that was so bad for the country? So I can only answer from my own opinion of it. I can't answer, you know, from left wing, right wing. That's all I... But we're supposed to do our own opinions. I would say that you, the way you called him childish and aggressive. That is what I identify as the problem. That's what I always identified as the problem when he was running and when he got elected and how he led. It's that I have found our country never has felt so teetering on extreme personalities as it did when there was somebody who led the country with that tone. I have many problems with many of his policies, but I would still tie my problems with his policies back to the way he communicates them. My grandmother who voted for him called him a bully like like she said it proudly that is a word i associate with him very much and i feel that is where a lot of my problems with him as a leader have lied i don't like working at a company that's led by a bully i don't like living in a country that's led by a bully 
think I knew that. I think that's what a lot of people didn't like about him. But you also have to understand is that most news channels were always showing the worst side of him because they didn't like him. They didn't want him and they didn't want him in there. So they're going to show the worst side of him. They never showed a good side of him. It's always the worst side of him. But in all honesty, when you're talking about running a country, do you want someone who's meek? Maybe his leadership is a little gruff, okay? But in the end, what he accomplished should really matter, not how he said it. I don't care if someone tells me, oh, you look like shit today. Chris, you look like shit today, okay? Get to the point. Shit or get off the pot. And yes, sometimes there were times, I'm not going to lie to you, that I would watch him and I'd cringe and I'd go, oh, did he have to really say that or go there? He never knew really when to stop. But I always felt that the media portrayed him at always his worst and never really ever emphasized or or showcased what he accomplished as a president. There's real problems and we need real people to solve them. I agree with we have real problems and we need real people to solve them. I think the real person aspect of it is somebody who feels a lot more closer to the experience of you or me, right? You know, we, you and me have very different backgrounds and, and we were raised in different families in different ways, but it, I'm talking about like the 98% of us human beings, right? Or Americans. I feel a lot more comfortable with somebody who came from where we were and was not born into such extreme privilege that our country becomes a cold business practice instead of the humanity-driven force that we are. I think what a lot of people, especially Republicans, didn't like about Trump is that he basically hijacked the Republican Party so he could get nominated. I guess in his mind he had to pick one or the other, right? He was going to hijack one or the other to run in 16, 2016, and he hijacked the Republican Party, which then labeled him that, which I don't think he really is. And that, I think, right there is also what changes the whole dynamic of all these definitions and these words we've been reading. And I think we have to respect ourselves in just that we're, like, mining through these words and, like, finding issues and problems with them and just the way you're able to tie them back and say that he doesn't neatly fit into any of these six words in the three groups that we discussed them. Nope. There's something wrong with the society we live in. And when I say that, I think that every single person on either side of that aisle agrees with that right now. I agree. Where these differences lie are not necessarily in our definition here of conservative or liberal. I think we're all having way more issues with the source of power and leadership, more so than we are the actual ideology behind it. The news itself. I think does that. I wonder if we were to just all turn off our TVs for two weeks, I wonder if the world would be a better place. Well, I'm positive it would be, but we're not to be so lucky anytime soon. No, we're not. I think to conclude our, our chat here, it's that we went through these definitions and they only <laughs> spun us in circles and yeah. posed far more questions than they pose any sort of solid answers for us. And, and that's exciting. Our mystery journey continues from here, knowing that there is something else stacked up that has people like you and me fighting with each other these days. And we're going to get to the fucking bottom of it. <laughs> we sure are. We're going to get to the core of it. It's the last thing we do. But um, until then.
Until then. So today we spent our episode talking through political terms and defining our own terms using that limited vocabulary that we're all giving. In fact, I think some of the terms even make it harder to talk through certain issues. It's a really helpful step to find what your version of these terms mean so that you can talk through with somebody you don't agree with, with a set of terms that's actually personal to the both of you. So for all of you who are listening out there today, how would you define these political terms? So while you're talking with someone you care about, look these terms up. See if you can get through them the way Vaughn and I did. With someone you love, ask, what do these words mean to you? And then ask, who am I outside of these terms? 